Lord. So um, uh, let's just pray to get started. Amen. Uh, let's pray. Let's close your eyes and bow your heads. Uh, dear Holy Father, we just come before you today and we thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that we are hungry for you. And when people are hungry for you, you, God, do what you need to do. And I pray that we will never be satisfied with yesterday's blessings, last week's blessings, or last year's blessings, but we will want more and more of you. So I pray that our hearts will be open today, that I may decrease so that, God, you may increase. I pray, God, that I will just disappear, God, and that you will be glorified today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so today, um, you know, Every time, you know, I get a chance to preach, especially at, at the house, which is here, at the home church, um, I always, you know, pray and I say, man, God, like, what is it that I need to give to the people that's now, that that's for today, not something that was for last year or that it's, you know, what, what, what's, what's the word for today? And that's something that I appreciate about Pastor Sergio is that he's always talking about now, like today, what is God giving me today to give to the people? And I was praying, and, and, and my wife, who, who's, who's not here, um, she was asking me, what are you going to preach on? And I was like, I don't even know yet. I'm still praying. I'm still, I want God to give me something that I believe is for you guys for today. And, you know, a lot of things were going through my mind, and I was thinking of scriptures and, and, and what I can do and, and maybe what can be cool like, and encouraging. But, man, I was like, God, what do you want me to give to the church today? And that happens all the time with Pastor Sergio, with myself, and those that speak. And... As I was studying the word, and, and uh, a lot of things came to my mind, but I kept, I kept thinking about light and um, what light means and, and what does it mean in scripture and, and what does it mean in our lives and, and, and how many of us are going through life right now and we're walking in the dark and we don't realize that there's a light inside of us. And we have this, we have this mentality that, that, man, I'm not worthy of, or, or I've done this and I've done that, so I don't belong up there, or I don't belong down there. I, I, I just, you know, and we have this defeated mentality, and we forget that there is a God that is great, that is living inside each and every one of us. And I want to go through some cool stuff today that I believe the Lord gave me for the church today that has to do with light. So if, if there was a title for today's message, which there is, it would be, uh, Light Shines Brightest in the Dark. Okay, light shines brightest in the dark. I was going online, and um, now that you know, there's Google and there's Bible Gateway. These are some websites you want to go on for scripture. It's it's easy to to look up something, a word, and it just pops up. But I'm still old school, and I still use my concordance. I have this fat book that I have that I bought when I was like first year in Bible college years ago. Come on, somebody! And if I'm looking for a scripture, I'm looking through it. You know, and I'm like, man, I have the iPad, I have, a, I have a computer, I can just type the word up and it shows up. And I can look at my Bible to see if it's true, right? So, so I'm looking through that stuff and I'm looking for scripture and I'm using like my, my bills and putting it on one page and I'm switching it and I'm putting my pencil on the other one and, and it's amazing and that's how, how it's always been for me. I'm still old school like that. But I remembered, I said, oh, I have Google. So I'm going to go on Google and who's... You know, our cool friend of ours, right? And I went on there and I typed in light and, and, and why is it important for humans, for plants, for animals, and, and all that stuff. And, and, and it was interesting what I found. And I like talking about this. And believe it or not, I am a nerd. I don't, I don't probably look like it because I'm cool, but I love <laughs> to study, even though on the outside I can look like a thug and whatnot and what have you. But, but deep inside, I'm a nerd, not saying. <laughs> so here we go. Um, some scientists 
made a, <clears throat> some scientists made a test, right? They did a test and they were talking about what happens when people engage in light. What happens to their brain when, when light comes up? Okay, and I'm reading this and I'm thinking that's awesome because if any of us are in the dark, anybody ever happened to this and it's all been dark and all of a sudden someone turns on the light, everyone, what usually happens, you're like, oh, it's good, ah. And you start seeing dots and you're like, man, it takes you like a couple seconds to get back to normal because the light's so bright and you were in the dark for so long. did that ever happen to you when you're sleeping at nighttime and three in the morning, your mom or whoever wakes you up and turns on the light, you're like, oh, come on, man. And you're like trying to find out. So, so I was thinking, all right, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see or, or hear or read what these scientists are talking about. So the scientists did some tests. And what's amazing about this test, they did it with blind people. So they're like, what happens when light hits blind people? People that are completely blind, that can't see anything, that maybe were born blind or became blind. So what's interesting was that it says here that light enhances brain activity during a cognitive task, even in some people who are totally blind. Okay, then it says this. The scientists were stunned to discover that the brain still responded significantly to light in the three completely blind patients they had, despite having absolutely no conscious of vision at all. So in other words, what that's saying for those of us that are like me, that want more information, these three blind men got close to the light and something in their brain changed. Never seen light before. They're blind. They're being led on this journey and this research. Boom, they put light on them and something in their brain began to change. It's amazing how when we get close to Jesus, something has to change. You cannot be the same person you were when you have encountered Jesus. And we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about who this light is in our life and what light does when it's in darkness or when it's in daylight. When we get close to Jesus, something needs to happen. Even if you're blinded by the enemy and you've been walking and you've been stumbling and you've been falling and you're wondering why you need the light, you need Jesus because when there is light, even if you can't see it, something always happens. How many thank God for that? Amen? Amen. Number one, my first point this morning is Jesus is our light. First John 1 John 1.5 says that God is light. Light in the Bible represents what is good, what is pure, what is holy, and what is reliable. Darkness. Darkness represents what is sinful and evil. All right? What is sinful and evil. So the statement in this verse in 1 John 1, 5, that says God is light, it means that God is perfectly holy and true and that he only can guide us out of darkness. So 1 John 1, 5 quickly says, boom, God is light. God is light. So light is also related to truth in that light exposes whatever exists, whether it is good or it is bad. Okay? So if you want to find out if something is good or bad, you got to have the lights on. Right? You need to have something visually so you can see this is not good. If you're in the forest or if you're camping or if you're mountain biking with Eddie and Jonathan before you get married, which happened to us, and a two-hour mountain bike becomes a 10-hour trail because somebody got hurt and somebody kept falling. I didn't get hurt, though. All right. <clears throat> I never 
going to forget it. We were in the mountains over there by, by Folsom. We were, and, and, and it was beautiful. I was about to get married, and, and my wife was fasting for me because when I go outdoors, I usually get hurt. I love nature, but I, but I get hurt. And Jonathan and Eddie were so kind enough to take me on this excursion adventure that is for professional mountain bikers. <laughs> And I, you guys remember that? And I, and I am not a professional mountain biker. You know what I'm saying? I walk places, homie. No, I'm playing. <laughs> right? I skip to my place, right? And I'm never going to forget, I kept falling down, and, and I was getting hurt, man. And finally, my cousins were like, you know what, Cheater, let's just go back, man. And I was like, no, nah, we're going to finish what we started. We're going to finish the race. <laughs> right? I'm all bleeding, and I'm, I'm limping. So on the way back, Eddie was showing off. Oh. Boom, yay. <laughs> right? And we're catching up to Eddie. Jonathan's with me, making sure I'm safe. And we finally get to our to turn, and we see the bike laying flat, the wheels all turned. <laughs> and then we're like, Eddie, get up, man. That's not funny. And Eddie was like in pain. At that moment, we thought he was kidding. But what happened was he broke his ankle. The professional mountain biker. <laughs> Broke his ankle. So it got dark. I mean, dark. I couldn't even see my, my face. And, I mean, my hands. <laughs> no, I couldn't see my hands. Man, and it was scary because we're from, the, we're from South Sac. Man, I'm not from the country. We're from South Sac. And every little noise I heard, we're like, whoa, that way. And it was so dark. So I took the light out of um, my cousin Israel's bike. Let me borrow his bike. Took it out of his, and we used that light, remember? And we were stuck, and we had to carry Eddie. Long story short, it was dark. But because of that light, we knew where we were going. If it wasn't for that light, we probably would have fell off the cliff. Maybe gotten eaten by a mountain lion or even bitten by a bee, stung by a bee. If they're up that late, I don't know, right? At the end of the day, we were rescued by a civilian because Jonathan ran out and he just left us. He went to the bridge and stopped the car and they rescued us. Helicopters came. I'm telling you the truth. The park ranger came. It was amazing. But if it wasn't for the lights... Okay, we wouldn't have been able to make it out of that situation. So Jesus is our light. John 8, 32 says, then you will know the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the truth. And the truth and Jesus will set you free. Okay, now we skip down a few verses, John 8, 36. So if the son, the truth, sets you free, you will be free indeed. Right. Let, me, let me just break it down a little bit. If Jesus is the truth, and if he is the light, the light exposes the truth when everybody thinks it's a lie. When people or things are not doing the right thing or are not being correct, you put the light on something and you begin to see it. If your car is overheating and you're in the dark, don't open the, tr the, the, the hood, even if it's light. But if you need to see what's really going on, you need a flashlight to go besides the cables, besides everything else, underneath the hood, the engine, to find out what's really going on. We need the light. We need Jesus, the truth, to set us free. And the question that I'm hearing from you guys right now is free from what? Good question. I'm glad that you asked in your heart. Free from self-deception, 
free from condemnation, free from guilt, and free from the lies of Satan. How many of you guys know that when we blow it, and many times we blow it, stuff goes on in our mind? And it's not you thinking, man, I I messed up. No, the enemy's putting stuff in your mind saying they're never going to forgive you. God is never going to forgive you. God will never use you. How dare you lift up your hands at church on Sunday? How dare you come to church and, use, and do the sound? How dare you go up there and preach? How dare Who do you think you are? You're imperfect. You're a nobody. You're a loser. And things begin to happen in your mind. But Jesus says right here in 836 that if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. So if you blow it, you say, Jesus, I'm sorry. You wipe the dust off your shoulders and off your knees and you get up and you walk because you're free from the lies of Satan. You're free from deception. You're free from condemnation and you're free from guilt. So we have this freedom and it's not for us to do what we want to do, but it's the freedom to follow God. Freedom to lift up our hands during worship and say, God, even though I blew it, but I have the freedom to lift up my hands and say, thank you, Jesus, because you're helping me to become better and better. Freedom to walk with our heads held high and saying, I am not a loser. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me because you are the light that is living inside of me, free to walk, not in shame and not in guilt. Freedom to love and freedom to lift others. Freedom to live in the light and to let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. (laughs) Jessica's not the only one that can sing. Number two, leave your light on. Yes. Jesus is our light. But number two, leave your light on. Check this out. Before I moved out at the age of 24, <laughs> before I moved out, I was living, we were living in an old house with my parents. It was in South Sacramento off a of beach nut. <clears throat> okay. That was the name of the street. Next door was Barbie and it was weird. Well, anyways. Okay, we were living there. I wanted to feel more independent. You know, I'm getting older. I'm already, I think I almost, gra- I was almost, wait, yeah, I almost graduated from college, right? Living at home, telling my mom, let me wash my clothes. <laughs> Don't fold my clothes. Let me cook my meals. Except, you know, when, when I'm busy, you know. <clears throat> but my dad and my uncles built a room in the garage. And um, that was a great room. I had so much time praying in there. It was huge. It was most of the garage. And I memorized the room and the garage, even with the lights off. Because where my room was at, there was no switch to go and turn on the garage lights. So if it's the middle of the night, I have to walk and make sure nothing's around and get to the door so I can go into the kitchen and give me some water or some Cheez-Its or some Hot Cheetos <laughs> at 3 in the morning. I'm never going to forget this one time. And I still got the scar, and I'll show you if you guys want to see it. For the guys, the guys. It's right here. It's right here. Right. I'm never going to forget this. We had a washer and dryer. Thank God for washers and dryers, right? And I thought that everything was closed. But somebody, I don't know who, it wasn't me, somebody left the, the dryer door down. You know how it, you know, dryers go, and it comes down, right? It's late at night. I'm thirsty for the Lord. Now I'm thirsty. <laughs> and I'm walking out of my room. It's dark in there. Right? And I'm like, I'm not even worried about this because I memorized 
my garage. So I'm walking and I'm kind of skipping a little bit because I'm excited to get close to the garage. And I can see the garage door. I, I, know, I, I know it's there to get into the house. And all of a sudden, I run into that door that was open and hit like my shin so hard, so hard that I felt like I bent it. <laughs> I remember I fell down. I was rolling. I was like, ah, <laughs> Eske, right? <laughs> I don't know what hit me. I thought it was somebody that was breaking in the house. They had a bat and hit me in my leg. I was swinging. I was like, boom, boom. You better get away from me. <laughs> don't be coming to my house like that, bruh. My other leg is still working. I was kicking. I was swinging. Then I finally got up, opened the door, turned on the lights, and it was the, the, the washer drawer, the dryer door. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. If the lights were on, I wouldn't have had that problem. If I had a flashlight or if I had a cell phone at that time, I don't know if I did. If I would have had a cell phone or an iPad, I could have had it guiding my steps. And I could have avoided pain. I could have avoided a scare. I could have avoided me being down and me fighting for my life, even though, even though it could have been avoided. Right? 1 John 1, 6 through 7 says this, and I want you guys to listen to this, and I want you guys to hear this. I love the message version on how it says this. 1 John 1, 6 through 7. It says this. If we claim that we experience a shared, a shared life with him and continue to stumble around in the dark, check this out. We're obviously lying through our teeth. We're not living what we claim. But if we walk in the light, God himself be in the light, we also experience a shared life with one another. As a sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's son purges all of our sin. All of our sin. Let me read this again. If we claim that we experience a shared life with him and continue to stumble around in the dark, we're obviously lying through our teeth. We're lying through our teeth. We're not living what we claim, but if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience a shared life with one another. As a sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's son purges all sin. We're lying through our teeth if we're the kind of believers that continue to live and walk in darkness. Now listen, I'm just telling you what the word says. I can't judge because there's times when I'm stumbling. There's times when I'm falling. There's times when I feel like, man, I can't make it. Does that mean that God doesn't love me? Does that make me a loser? No, it doesn't. But if we're proclaiming to be followers of Christ, we are not to dwell. We are not to live in darkness. Yellow be times that we slip. But man, we shouldn't be falling every Sunday, every Monday, every Friday and say, man, I did it again. I did it again. But even if you do, there is grace. And God loves you, but we need to have a change in us. We stumble in darkness because the lights are off. People wonder, why can't I change, Cheeto? Why is it that I go to church on Sunday and God touches me, but then on Monday I'm kind of struggling, then on Friday I do it again? Why, why is that? It's because your lights are off. You're walking with darkness in the dark. See, in the dark, good and evil look alike. Okay? Man, I don't see it, but you know what? This, this, this feels good. You know what? This smells good. Um, matter of fact, this even tastes good, so this might be good. But because it's dark, what's good looks evil, and what evil 
looks good. But in the light, you can distinguish evil from good. But when there's light inside of you or when the lights are on, you're like, whoa, that's not good right there. I see you. I see you. This is what's good. We need to learn to leave our lights on. Jesus is not a light switch where you can turn them off and turn them on. You can't. You can't. Jesus don't work that way. Oh, man, I am. This little light of mine is shining. Oh, but you know what? Man, I want to go do this with my friends. Let me cover up you, Jesus, real quick and go hang out with my friends. You can't do that. You can't do that. Unfortunately, many of us are walking without our lights on. We're walking with lights off. When our lights are off, when our relationship with Jesus is barely shining, when it's barely shining because we don't read the word, because we don't pray, because we don't listen to wise counsel, because we just want to do whatever we want to do. When our light is barely shining, we stumble, we fall, we think it's all good, but we have forgotten to leave the light on. If Pastor Sergio was here, he'll say, leave the light on, fool. Leave the light on. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. Can't. It's impossible. No scientists can prove this. No doctors, no researchers. If it is pitch black dark and there's a little crack and some sunlight's coming on, it ain't dark no more. Because light overcomes the dark. So when Jesus walks into a room because he's the light. Evil needs to flee. They have to. Yeah. They have to. So this Jesus that we're talking about, the one that we sing about, the one that we read about, the one that we hear about, the one that we live about, the one that's inside of us, that same Jesus is inside of you and inside of me. So when you walk into a room, evil needs to flee. When you walk into a place and it's chaos, there needs to be freedom because the light is in the midst of darkness. That is why when you get around your friends at work, they feel uncomfortable around you. They're like uneasy, like, man, bro, why don't you go sit over there real quick? And you're like, you're like, what do I got? No, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with your light. That it's shining because brightness is so bright. And you don't want, darkness doesn't want brightness around them. So, so your, your light's shining so bright. So bright like a diamond. It's shining. Rihanna had that right. It's shining so bright that people can't take it because of the light that's inside of you. See, man, when your light is shining, you don't want it to hide. You don't want to keep it from nobody. This is why we others get uncomfortable because the light is on. The Bible says this, if we cannot, if we continue to stumble around in darkness, in the dark, we're obviously lying through our teeth. We're not living what we claim. Now listen very carefully. In other words, what it's saying there is that we're being hypocrites. And I don't know about you, but I didn't wake up this morning. You didn't wake up this morning and say, I want to be a hypocrite today. I mean, I look forward to being a hypocrite at 4.30, and, and I can't wait. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to put this on, and, and I'm going to put this music on, and, I, and I'm going to be a hypocrite. I cannot wait to put, dear journal, today I was a hypocrite. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do that. That, that. That's not in our nature. But we can't afford to be hypocrites. I know it's not easy, but we got to turn on the light. No one ever said it was going to be easy, but we need to have our lights on. Yeah. We need to have our lights on. So the second question is this, how do I leave my light on? How do I show others 
that I'm living for Jesus, that I'm living for Jesus. I know Eddie, you just sat down, but can you help me? <clears throat> I like it when Eddie plays because it reminds me that you guys have to go somewhere later. <laughs> Number three, let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says this. This is amazing. Again, the message, it just blew me away when I was reading it in the message version. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be lights, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. Mm, mm -mm. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand, man. Now that I've put you on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. Amen. I'm done. Mic's down. The word speaks for itself. Let me read the first part again. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. No, 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 no. We're going public with this. We're going public with this. Yeah, I understand. Yes, that we're going through hell. I get it. Let your light shine. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're walking through a valley of loneliness. I, I get you. I, I see you. Let your light shine. But I get it that you're in a dark situation right now. Yes, you are. Let your light shine. I get it that, that your marriage is in trouble. Yes, I hear you. I see you. Let your light shine. I get it that, that your family is not here at church yet. Yet. Let your light shine. Yeah, I get it that, that you've had a rough week this last past week. But let your light shine. Yeah, I understand that it seems like there is chaos all around you. But let your light shine. You got to let your light shine. You got to understand something. I want you to hear this. God is not our secret. He is everyone's business. God is not our secret. He's everyone's business. He's everyone's business. So our light needs to shine. The last part of this verse says, keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. When your light is on, others will see. And when they see, it will prompt them to open up to God. In other words, you will be a big reason if people come to Christ or if they'll run away from Christ. You have nothing to do with the preacher, nothing to do with the worship. It has to do with you. If you're showing people what it really is to be a believer, and they'll be like, I want to go to that church. I want to serve that Jesus that you serve. I want to be in the same position that you are because I see how you're doing stuff. I see that you're dealing with stuff, but you're still worshiping him. I see that you're trying to do things right, and you're working through hell, and you're doing whatever you can, but your light is shining, and I'm attracted to this light, and I want what you got, so give me what you got. If our light's not on, people can't see where they're going. If our light is off, people are going to be like, who are you? What, you're a disciple? You're a believer? I didn't know that. I thought you were worse than me, homie. And it's like, whoa, our light needs to shine. People 
will come to Christ because of our light shining. Because of our light shining. Let your light shine. Last but not least, our last point is light shines brightest in the dark. Our title for this morning. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of my favorite people in history, said so many great things. But one thing that he said that stood out to me was this. That only in darkness can one see the stars. Let me repeat that again. Only in darkness can one see the stars. Only in darkness can one see the stars. Even in your darkest times, God still shows up. Even when God has said, nope, don't do that. Come on, God. Watch out, bro. Hey, come on, don't do that. I'm telling you, man, I'm the light. Follow me. Your light is turning off. You haven't spent time with me. Uh, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. Even when we decide to go in darkness, even in the midst of darkness, the, sh the stars shine the brightest. It's amazing that even though we are going through stuff, God has a way of illuminating himself, of showing himself up. Sometimes when we think that things are going great, it becomes really hard for us, to, not going great, it becomes really hard for us to see God's work. And sometimes God does not, does allow certain things to happen for us to realize who he is so that we can realize what he can do and we can realize what he is about. See, many times when things are going all bad and all sour and we're in darkness, our light's off, we tend to forget that God is right there with us. You know, when we go out of the mountains, that time when Eddie and Jonathan and I were stuck in the mountains, yeah, we had no light before we got that little light, but the stars were bright. And we're like, thank God that the moon's out, the stars are out, because it's not completely dark. I want to encourage you this morning. If you feel like you're in a dark place in your life, it's not over yet. There is still light. Your light shines brightest when it's dark. When you feel like God's not there, you got to understand God is right there. You got to open your eyes, that's it. You got to open your eyes because God is there. His light shines the brightest. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says this. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the people of Corinth. He is getting ready to depart. In a few more days or so, he was going to get killed. And he says this, so we're not giving up. No, no, no. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside are lights where God is making new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Grace. These hard times, check this out. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see here, now here are here today, but they're gone tomorrow. But the things that we cannot see last forever so whatever it is that you're going through right now if you feel like you're going through a dark time that's small potatoes compared to what's going to happen when we get to heaven the apostle paul understood in his heart that yeah i preach and i get thrown in jail i speak about christ and i get beat up i get locked up and, and, and i'm hurting and i'm in pain and i have nothing else to do but i still keep preaching because what i'm going through now is nothing because when I get to heaven, it's going to be all worth it. No more pain, no more tears, no more anything 
When we go through tough times, it's easy for us to focus on the pain rather than the ultimate goal. But just like these athletes in the Olympics, athletes that we see on TV, they concentrate on the finish line and they ignore discomfort. They ignore discomfort, even though they're in pain, but they're running. Even though they're limping or they're crawling, but they got to make it to the finish line. We too must focus on the reward of our faith. No matter what happens in this life, we have to have the assurance of eternal life. When all suffering will end and all suffer and all sorrow will leave. But it's in dark times that we see, that we really see Jesus, our light shining through it all. Then we really are grateful. Then we understand that no matter what, our light always shines brighter through tough times and through dark times. Ephesians 5.8 says this, For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. See, even though there is darkness in your life, we were not created to live in darkness. We were created to go through darkness. Let me say that again. Even though we're going through darkness, we were not created to live and stay in darkness. We were created to walk through darkness. So I want to encourage you, don't get comfortable where you're at. If you feel like your life is a mess and you're stumbling and you're falling and, and there's darkness and the light's not shining and God's far away from you and you feel like you can't get to him, don't stay there. Do something about it. Turn the light on and say, Jesus, fill me with your spirit. Help me to get through the situation. Help me to get past the situation because I wasn't created to live on my back. I was created to live on my feet, walking towards Jesus and doing what you were calling me to do because I don't live in darkness. I go through darkness. I am the light of the world. I am the light. And Jesus is inside of me. So what he does, I can do. We were created to shine through dark times, not to live in them. Not to live in them. Let your light shine. And it says before men. Not just before Jesus. Before men. We are sometimes the Jesus that people see let your light shine. If every head bowed and I closed this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for being our light. We want to leave our lights on. We want to let it shine. And even in the midst of darkness, our light shines the brightest. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone in this room. I pray for those, God, that are going through a situation in their lives right now that seems that's difficult. I pray for those, God, that thought that darkness was their ultimate destination but it's just the beginning I pray God that this morning you would turn on lights that you remind everybody God that the light that's inside of them is greater than any darkness that's outside of them that you Jesus are the reason why we do what we do and you are not our secret but you're everyone's business so with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning if you are here and you feel like your light is diminishing it's going away and it's barely shining or if you feel like man I feel like I'm in darkness right now and I'm stumbling I'm falling I'm getting back up but I don't know where I'm going you need the light of Christ in your life again if that is you this morning and you need your light to be turned up in Jesus name I want you to come up to my to the front so we can pray for you
every head bowed and eye closed. If you are here this morning and you are saying, man, I don't even know who Jesus is. And I, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. You know, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. We can't go through our life just barely making it. We're called to be overachievers, overcomers. If you are here this morning and you have never given your life or maybe have gone away and you want to rededicate your life to Christ, I want you to come up to the front or just lift up your hands so we can pray for you this morning. Before we leave, I want you guys to get the opportunity of accepting Christ into your life. Amen. stand up with me this morning if you if you need to talk to someone after church you guys can talk to us now pastor tina is here myself some of the leaders jessica rebecca and uh, even my sister jero's here but amen we got to keep our lights shining no matter what we're going through our light needs to shine and remember that your light is greater than anything that's out there greater than anything that's out there we cannot live our lives hiding our light even if you try to hide your light going to look weird doing it because people already feel uncomfortable around you because there's something different about you. Jesus is inside of you. So let's pray. Father, this morning I thank you for your people that came to worship, that came to seek you, and came to listen. I pray that this morning, God, that the word that was given will be a word that won't come back void. That God, it will begin to penetrate, that it will begin to move, that it will begin to change lives, Lord God, as we move forward. Let our light shine. Even in the midst of darkness, we will not stay there. But we will go forward in you. God, we give you all glory, and we give you all honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, amen. Much love, guys. We love you guys. See you next week.